Welcome to the Get Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Liz McGavro, and I'm obsessed with all things writing, creativity, and telling your stories in your authentic voice, because I believe a good story can change the world. Ever since I was a little girl with my nose in a book, I dreamed of being an author. I wanted to see my books in bookstores everywhere. I wanted to talk about books. I wanted to soak up everything about the craft. My celebrity crushes were mostly authors and I could feel in my bones that the writer's life was my destiny. Fast forward to today. Along with my alter ego, Kate Conti, I'm an Agatha Award-nominated best-selling author with three mystery series, but it wasn't all smooth sailing along the way. I experienced many setbacks, crushing self-doubt, a lot of career detours, and I even lost my voice a few times when I let the world get in my way. Until I learned that writing was so much more than just a skill set you learned and developed over time. It's also an inside job that flourishes when you heal all the wounds that are stifling your creativity, which is no easy task. So if you're a writer of any kind, or if you've always wanted to write but aren't sure where to start, this is the place for you, my friend. We're gonna talk about all things writing process, craft, strategies to help you get writing and stay writing, the daunting world of agents, editors, and publishing, And because I'm using my authentic voice, I'm going to throw in a little woo-woo for you too. So let's get writing, shall we? podcast. I'm your host, Liz McGavro, and I have a shorty episode for you today. It's on one of my favorite topics, and I wanted to share it with you because we're entering the fall season, which for me, I don't know about you, but for me, it's definitely a time where I feel like I need to get more stuff done or I want to get more stuff done. I've kind of got that fire of the cooler weather. The, the days are getting, you know, the weather's not as nice, so it's easier to be inside working than outside on the beach. Um, we're preparing for National Novel Writing Month, or NANO, as it's affectionately called. And we're maybe setting some fall writing goals to make a big push through the end of the year. So my topic today is going to help you make the most of your writing time and give your creativity a huge boost. I'm talking about the most important tool in your writer's toolbox. And no, it's not Scrivener, even though that's a pretty close second. But next to your mindset, which I talk about a lot too, it's very important to have a really good mindset as you're approaching your writing. And we're going to talk more about that in another episode. But for me, a writer's most important tool is journaling. And before you turn this podcast off, don't. Uh, You're probably saying that has nothing to do with mystery writing. Why are we talking about journaling? But that would be wrong because journaling is absolutely critical for writers. I will stand by this statement until the end of time because I am living proof that it works. It works to help your writing. It helps your mental health, which affects your writing. It's just, if if you're journaling every day, you are transforming your creative life. So I want to talk about three things today, why journaling is important for writers, why you shouldn't be scared of it, and three types of journaling that you can put into practice today. So first I want to talk about why journaling. 
you're probably asking that question, right? What's the big deal? Why do I need to journal? What kind of transformation can I possibly get out of sitting down with a notebook every morning and taking time that I could be using to sleep longer? I used to think that way too. I didn't journal for a long time. And then when I started back probably in my late 20s, early 30s, I did it very on and off for a while because I just, I fell into that whole, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing it wrong, all the things, right? So I didn't do it enough. Um, When I did do it, I didn't really... I wasn't making the most out of it because I thought there were things I was supposed to be writing about. I thought that there were, that I was supposed to be using it to, you know, brainstorm actual writing projects. I didn't really get the whole idea of emptying your head from all of the things that are plaguing you so you can actually access your creativity. I had no idea. So for me, when I learned all these things, it became the most transformational habit that I did to move the needle on my writing career. So this is true for you too, I think, whether you want to write with more focus, write from a deeper heart space, whether you just want to write more or just start writing, journaling can be that thing that transforms your creative life because it clears the way for you to have a voice, for you to hear your creative voice. It's something that just takes away all the junk that accumulates in your brain, right? So think about everything that you think about during one day, one hour, never mind a day. You're thinking about your to-do list. You're thinking about your family obligations. You're thinking about financial worries. Maybe the car broke down, or maybe you have a big project due at work and it's stressing you out. The dog pooped on the floor. Your cat's sick. The kids are fighting. Your mother-in-law's coming to town. I mean, there's a million things, right? And if you're carrying all that around and it's warring for space in your head and you're trying to solve all these problems, your brain is working at solving these things, and then suddenly you find in the midst of all of the chaos, a half hour to sit down and work on your novel or other creative venture. And you expect the muse to be delivering plot lines to your fingertips, right? But I'm guessing that you're probably disappointed when that happens because she's probably not delivering those plot points. But with journaling, you're clearing the space to actually connect with yourself and with that creative side. You're writing down all the other stuff. You're getting it out of your head, which is making space for the creative thoughts to come in. I wish someone had taught me this early on when I struggled to get organized with my writing, when I was floundering, I was spending way too much time worrying about my outer life instead of my inner life. And I just didn't know how much this could help me. And when I started journaling when, and clearing my head and working out my life on the page, it, it changed everything. And that's why I want to help everyone who is listening grab hold of this practice because I really believe in the power of it. And today there's so many conversations and debates about journaling and so many people talk about having a journaling practice. Some of it can get into that whole toxic positivity space. I get it. But I believe that, you know, if you're doing it the way that it's meant to be done, which is not about setting rules for it. Let me be clear about that. If you're just journaling to make room and not journaling because someone tells you to, or because it's, you know, what you're hearing on the latest Instagram reel and somebody's trying to sell you a really expensive journal. That's the wrong reason. So if you really want to think about a journaling practice for the reason of clearing out your mental space to make room for creativity, I wanted to give you some options for how to approach it in the way it works best for you. So let me give you an example of how it clears mental space. So let's, let's 
do a rhetorical example here. Let's say you're at work and there's this guy named Bob and you really hate Bob. He says douchey things. He's super condescending. He acts like he's the smartest guy in every room. And really, Bob just gets on your last nerve every single day. And if you're anything like me, you can start to perseverate on how much Bob sucks. But instead of having that conversation with yourself repeatedly in your head, you can journal about it. So let's say you just started journaling. So now one morning you're like, you know what? Let me get this whole thing about how much I hate Bob out of my head. So you start journaling about how annoying Bob is. So you can write down all the crappy things he did in that meeting and why you never want to meet with him again and all the ways you hope karma gets Bob. I mean, come on, who doesn't have a person like that who we can fill 10 pages about? Never mind the three pages that I'm going to talk about for a good journaling practice later on. So then the next day, you're still thinking about Bob, but when you take out your journal, you hear a voice that says, why don't you just kill Bob off in a story? And the next thing you know, your journal for that day is the outline of a short story where Bob gets exactly what's coming to him. Now you've not only solved your frustrations about Bob, but you've got a story to write and refine and pitch maybe to a magazine. And every time you see Bob in a meeting, you can just laugh because you know that you got the last word in whether he ever knows it or not. So you see where this is going? So really, that's an extreme example. But in all seriousness, journaling is a way of changing stories and getting these things out of your head that are consuming your creative time and your, your creative process. Also, journaling is a form of meditation. It clears the mind. It helps you work through feelings. And when your inner self has more space and more peace, your art has room to blossom. So as I said, I hear a lot of resistance to journaling whenever I talk about it. And some of the things I hear include some of the things that I used to say myself. So I can't do it, or I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to write. I have terrible handwriting. I'm afraid to do it wrong. I'm afraid someone will read it. (laughs) These are all, you know, things that they're real. People think about these things. And I'll be honest with you, I did have someone read my journals once, and that was not a good experience. But instead of letting that stop me from journaling, I just changed, you know, if I have someone else in the house, I have my journals in a, in a space where no one can find them. And, you know, I just resolved to let that not be the thing that killed my creativity because someone else did something that wasn't very honorable. So if you take one thing away from this podcast, I just want it to be that there's no right or wrong way to journal. I've journaled, you know, like I said, now consistently for about 15 years. And I used to let all that stuff trip me up too, which is why I stopped and started so many times. But then I found the book that changed everything. So it's called The Artist's Way. And that's when I really committed to journaling with Julia Cameron's process of morning pages. So for those of you who aren't familiar with The Artist's Way, it's the book about discovering and recovering your creative self. It's really a masterclass more than a book. It's not, a, it's not something you just read. It's something that you do. And it's a commitment in and of itself. She goes through like 12 weeks of exercises and it's very involved and it's very helpful, but it's also a big commitment. But some of the things she talks about um, as foundational practices, which she calls basic tools to uncovering and maintaining your creativity are morning pages and artist dates. Artist dates are a whole separate topic that I'll cover in a different episode. Today, I really want to focus on morning pages Um, for me, this is my form of journaling 
and it's what I do every day. And it's the idea that you wake up, you grab your journal and you free write three pages long hand before you step even one toe out of bed. It could be pure gibberish. It's meant to be stream of consciousness. It could be the same sentence over and over. It's not supposed to be good. That's the point, right? But even still, it's easy to get caught up in the right or wrong idea. Let me tell you, the inner critic has a field day when you start journaling. You know, it's like, what do you mean you can spell stuff wrong and not care? But eventually you stop noticing that you scribbled words out or forgot to cross T's or dot I's. No one cares. No one's going to see this journal. And, and if you adhere to Cameron's approach, you shouldn't even really go back and look at this journal ever again. It's really just about getting the stuff out and on paper and clearing room in your head. I know I keep saying that, but it's, it's just so true. And it's just the reason why we're doing this. So her approach to morning pages is very specific. Like I said, she teaches it as you don't even get up, use a specific size notebook. You don't even have coffee before you write. You just get up and write. I actually heard her talk maybe a year ago. She was doing a session um, that I tuned into and she was talking about morning pages again. And she's very prescriptive about them, which is cool. I mean, she's a prolific, respected expert doing things this way worked for her. But she's, she's very much about the page has to be a certain size, you know, no lines, or I don't remember if she does lines or no lines, but the point is it's just, it's very structured. And when I started doing them, I had to make some adjustments for my own practice, mainly because anything that comes between me and my coffee is not going to turn out well. But in all seriousness, I've been doing it long enough now that I know you just need to do what works for you. I do believe that you journal first thing in the morning. Yes, even if you have to get up earlier, because it sets you up for the day. It makes space right off the bat in your brain. It allows you to go forth and create. If you wait until later, chances are the excuses are going to get larger. And, you know, it, I get it after a long day of work or taking care of kids or, you know, whatever it is you're doing. It does seem daunting or exhausting to sit down and journal. But some people really like to do it at night. And if that works for you, that is cool. It's all about what works for you. For me, in the morning, that's when I'm fresh. That's when I'm motivated to do it. I feel like my day can't start unless I journal. And if there's a morning that I can't, like the other morning I had to get up super early for a flight and I couldn't journal before I, I mean, I suppose I could have, but I didn't want to get up at 3 a.m. since I already had to get up at 3.15 a.m. So I didn't do it and I felt it. My day was all off. So for me, in the morning, um, that's when I do it. I get up, I make my coffee, and then I go back and I journal. And I do believe also in using paper journals versus digital, although I'm not strict on the size. If it's a smaller journal, I just do four pages. But I need the aesthetic of a journal that looks nice. I like certain types of journals. Um, I like to experiment with lines, no lines. So I'm not super strict about what my journal actually looks like. I mean, I am in my own way, but I'm not strict in the way that it just has to be a certain size and it could be a spiral bound notebook. That's fine. If that works for you, do it, go out and buy 15 spiral bound notebooks and have them on hand. I prefer to just, you know, go with my mood and pick out a journal that I really like, or that strikes a chord with me. And I also like certain types of pens. I really love paper made flare pens or gel pens. I like stickers. I like to put stickers on my journals. <laughs> I do have a sticker problem. Um, but it helps me stick with my routine. It makes it enjoyable. And that's all that counts. So I stopped worrying about how I was doing it. And I just worried about doing it. I committed to journaling no matter what. It's my non-negotiable in my morning routine. So 
there are not really days anymore that I'm super strapped for time because I structure my days differently than I used to. But even on the days, you know, aside from the super early flight days that I am strapped for time, I still make sure I do at least a one page brain dump just to get everything primed up for the day. So there are the things that you can do, other types of journaling that I'm also a fan of. There's gratitude journaling, which is the simplest method, right? It's just making a list of the things that you're grateful for. 10, 10, 15, 20 things. Um, This is also a great thing to do first thing in the morning or last thing at night. It can help you in the morning. It can help you get into a good mood right off the bat. If you do it at the end of the day, you're kind of thinking about the good things from your day instead of maybe perseverating on the bad things. So I think that's a great thing to do at either time of day. I also like manifestation journaling, which is writing down exactly what you want to see happen in your life. So say you want to be a published author, great, but you're really writing down all the details. So what does that look like? What books are you publishing? How many have you published? Have you won awards? What benefits have you reaped from publishing your books? How many people have you touched? Who are the readers who are reaching out to you and telling you what they think about your books and what your books mean to them? Where do you live? What's your day like? What charities can you give to with all your extra money? You know, what movie deals are you signing? All of the things, details, details, details. That's a really fun thing to do. And then finally, morning pages, what I've been talking about all along. That's the third option. And that's the option that I believe writers should be using. So even if you're incorporating these other two types of journaling, um, morning pages really should be the main focus of your journaling practice. I promise you it's going to make a difference. Julia Cameron says that doing morning pages dared her to become larger. And I just love to think about that when I'm thinking about my journaling. You know, for me, it's like talking to a best friend now. Like I need that outlet. I need to be able to share and get all these things off my chest. Um, I look forward to my journaling in the morning. Like I said, if I don't do it, my day feels completely off. Um, and I just write anything that comes to mind. You know, she she likes to say, just write down the sentence. I have no idea what to write for three pages when you get started. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you write down. It doesn't matter what size the pages are. It doesn't matter if you have lines on your page. It doesn't matter if you write sideways. It just matters that you're filling up the pages with all your mental junk and you're getting it out of your brain and then watch what that does for your creativity. So I hope this served you. I hope you try journaling. If you want to hear more about journaling practices or artist dates or any of the things that I like to talk about that help you really hone your creativity and get your creative juices going, inspire you to write more, inspire you to get more in touch with yourself and what you want to be writing, head over to my Instagram, follow me there at Liz McGavro and stay tuned because there's going to be an announcement soon over there about a class, a masterclass I'm going to be teaching on how to write your mystery. So if you want to be kept up to date on what's going on with that, head over to Instagram, head over to my website, make sure that you have it on your radar. Um, My website is kateconti.com and there'll be more to come on all of that soon. Thanks as always for tuning in. We'll see you next week.